Welcome to Detour to Neverland, your guide to living your best Disney life through your hobby or business. Here's your hosts, Brendan and Catherine. Welcome back to Detour to Neverland. Today is episode number 191. We are quickly approaching 200, which is exciting. Very exciting. But today we have another update on our moving diary. This is installment number two. And before we jump into all of the exciting things, we do want to take just a moment to kind of backtrack and reflect on last week. And the reason why, like many others, we did not release any new content and we were pretty silent on social media. We were. And I think it was a really good movement that took place just to allow some space and some room for everybody to listen and to reflect and to really critically think about everything that's been going on in our country and around the world. And I think it was really much needed created some extra space on social media to allow the people whose voices needed to be heard to be heard. And at that moment, it just didn't seem too important to talk about Slinky Dog Dash. Yeah, I completely agree. I think it's really important to learn and to always strive to be better and do better, um, you know, outside of the Disney community, just in life, in your own community, wherever you might be listening from. And, you know, we never have the perfect words to really express what we're thinking, which sounds funny since we do a podcast, but, you know, we did just want to kind of explain why we're absent and why we didn't end up releasing those last two episodes like we had planned last week. So we're just a little behind our anticipated schedule, which is much needed. It was very necessary and it's something you know, that we are definitely going to continue, even though we're releasing new material, we do still hope that you are listening and learning and acting in whatever way you feel is necessary. For sure. It's going to take a long time to fix this, but I think we're headed in the right direction and above all, spread love, love your neighbor, and hopefully things will turn around. I agree. So an update on the schedule. So, of course, today we're doing Moving Diary installment number two, like Catherine mentioned. And then on Wednesday, we are picking up storytelling covering Slinky Dog Dash. So to catch you up to speed, if this is the first time you've ever listened, our Moving Diary is exactly what it sounds like. We are moving to Orlando in two weeks now. Less than two weeks. It's less than two weeks, which is wild to say, because as we sit here in our office in Tennessee. We have not packed a single box. (laughs) Nope. I did make a Goodwill run today. So that was progress. Mm -hmm. And then of course, Wednesday's episode, we'd love for you to subscribe and join us. Then we're taking a look at different Disney attractions and trying to break down the storytelling aspects of them to hopefully give you just a new picture of what is going on. What are the Imagineers and those individual stories trying to tell us and how can we interpret those and then apply those to our lives? Mm -hmm. 
So moving diary number two, we received a lot of people making fun of us for calling it a moving diary, but I don't care. Did anyone offer any new suggestions? That's the real question, because if you can't offer better suggestions then you can't make fun of the name, I feel like. I know some people did, but I can't remember anything off the top of my head. I I immediately dismissed it because I said (laughs) diary is more fitting. I don't care. We're going with it now. We are. Going. This is number two, so we're pretty committed. So the agenda for today, the talking points that we have are just some updates that have happened since we last talked around two weeks ago. What our plan is for driving down in two weeks. We've received a lot of questions about that. Mm-hmm. The logistics of how to hype that out. The farewell tour we are going on, <laughs> both with our family, but also what are the restaurants that we have to hit in Nashville before we leave? What are the different things that we have to do? I, I'm saying one last time, but it won't be one last time. We're going to no. be in Nashville all the time. All the time. And then lastly, just as the news is changing every single day, how we currently feel about how we're going to experience the theme parks, which I don't know. We have not talked about this too in depth off air, so we might be working through it. <laughs> Together. Together. So first, let's talk about updates. We are under contract for our home in Tennessee. Praise hands all the way. It was a long, grueling process that we've talked to you all about, but our home is under contract. We do have a buyer. And at first, it was a contingent contract, meaning that the family who wants to buy our home had to sell their current home first, which was kind of stressful for us because time was really important. Um, Luckily, their house sold super fast, all cash offer. So good for them. It was the first weekend it was on the market. Yeah. Um, So good for them. Good for us because it moved everything along. And our Tennessee house should be good to close if all things go according to plan um, by like July 1st-ish is kind of what they told us. (laughs) So if you are familiar with a calendar, you are putting together that that happens after our home closes in Florida. Mm-hmm. Not ideal. It wasn't Clearly. ideal, yeah. Luckily, we were able to make it work. I know the mortgage company probably hates us with everything that they have. <laughs> we just keep making things more difficult, but they keep letting us pit-pat along, so... That's all that matters. The lesson that I think you can learn, if you have to sell real estate before you go down to Florida, and we talked about a lot about how we went with a new build in Florida specifically for the purpose that we could control, to some extent, at least that portion of the timeline, mm-hmm. where it wasn't a situation. I, I still think we made the right decision because a situation where... We get under contract here, and then we have to go down to Florida and find a house in a weekend. I don't think we could. I don't think we would enjoy that experience at all. It would be stressful. I think the biggest lesson we've learned is that even when you think you're in control, you're really not. And for us type A planner, spreadsheet personalities like we have, that's been just tough. I mean, and we've accepted it and we're fine with it now, but there were a couple, I guess in between last (laughs) uh, moving diary and this one, there were a couple hard days. Well, and it's, it's selling a home 
I have so much respect for anybody who's done it before. I it was a much bigger undertaking than I ever imagined. We live in a very desirable community. I don't say that in terms of like value or anything like that. Mainly, we're right next to the high school mm-hmm. in our town. It's a new community. It has a pool. It has a fitness center. Lots of families. Lots of families. Like it, most people would, you know, think about it when you think about some of the best neighborhoods in our little town. And so we thought, oh, we're going to put this thing up and it's going to sell in one weekend. And it just sat there uh-huh. and sat there and you get a showing and you don't get feedback. It's very humbling, you could say, if nothing else. It definitely kind of forces you to have a different mindset, you know, and everything. I like to think of myself as being pretty, like, positive and optimistic. And not that this made me not like an optimist, but I did, we did have to start thinking more realistically, like, okay, if this doesn't work out, what's the next plan? And I think when you are selling a house, you just have to be very realistic and you have to be able to go with the flow because... In our case, it did not go according to plan at all. Well, those doubts are so easy to creep in where you think, what is wrong with our house? Like, mm-hmm. did we decorate it incorrectly? <laughs> did we, you know, what what is the issue? Is it something so simple as like the neighbor's dog needs to stop barking at them when they go look into the backyard, which could have which happened. Which is probably true. <laughs> or is it, you know, our I, I had this irrational fear that our couch was too big for our living room, so it made everybody feel cramped, so that's why they weren't buying it. It was just like these little funny things that, maybe they'll be funnier once we're actually in Florida, but these little funny things that would just pop into our head like, oh, well, this must be the issue. <laughs> but it all worked out, and that's the ultimate update. But those are a couple things that we learned. Yeah, so... If I'm no real estate genius by any means, but I would say if I could go back and maybe you can apply this to your situation, if you ever think about moving down there, I would have listed our house way, way earlier. Like you, you think you have enough time Add a month or two onto it because I would have rather sold this house early, had to move in with our parents or had to move into an Airbnb or a long-term hotel, whatever it might be, rather than those those days leading up to, okay, this is 33 days before our closing date in Florida, Florida, 32 days, 31 days. That was very, very stressful. It's It's hard to move when you have an impeding deadline because, I mean, selling your house is really out of your control. You just have to, what our realtor kept telling us when he had to walk us back, he would tell us, you know, we're just waiting for the right person. And unfortunately, you are. Yeah, but it's working out, not in the ideal situation, but it's working out nonetheless. Uh, I think this family will love this home as much as we have. I sure hope so. It makes me happy to think about it that way. Yeah. So... Next piece that goes into this. So June 19th, we got to be down there. How do we get all of our stuff down there with us? We mentioned last time that we were leaning towards a Penske truck. We are doing that. 
we're going to hire. I don't know if they have this in your town. They're called <laughs> college hunks hauling junk. Not that our they're, stuff is junk. They're literally college kids that just move things. Well, they're not all college kids. A lot of times alert. they're young people. I don't know. Me. Anywho, they're people who move things. Yeah. So we're going to get their help loading up our truck and unloading our truck once we get to Florida and going to drive the Penske truck. Hopefully fit all of our stuff inside of it. If it doesn't, I don't know what we're going to do. I guess store it at our parents' house and then that come back and so get cringy. it in the future. <laughs> we're going to pull one of our cars behind the Penske truck, get down there, close, unload the truck, just throw the boxes in the rooms where they go, set up our bed to sleep there that night. Return the Penske truck, go to the airport, fly back to Nashville, get our other car, and drive back down with all the animals. And luckily, my sister has been with us for the past like month, I guess, and she's going to help drive us down in that last leg of the trip, too, because we have the two dogs and our cat Minnie and it would just be really hard to put them all in the back seat together. So Liz is going to take the cat. Brendan is going to have the dogs. I'll probably ping pong between the two cars, <laughs> whoever's we're entertaining at the moment. And that's kind of the plan. We started looking up flights. Of course, Southwest is just always the easiest thing for us being in Nashville. Cause it's a pretty big Southwest hub. They have some pretty cheap flights. We found like an $89 flight, which is hard to beat. Um, so and that's kind not of selling the middle seats. Yeah, that's kind of what we're leaning towards right now. And we're just hoping that at least this part of moving is going to be somewhat not as painful. It is super hot here. <laughs> and in Florida. I, I can imagine it's just as hot in Florida. So that won't be fun. <laughs> we'll need lots of water. But that's the plan. So what? Potential flaws do you see in our plan? Traffic is always terrible. Mostly traffic with the Penske truck, just because I've never driven in a Penske truck or been in one ever. But I can imagine you can't drive as fast. No, we're going 90 <laughs> all the way. No, we're not. So that would be an issue just because it is like a 10-hour drive for us already. And of course, driving down is less fun because you add an hour. We're going to that lovely uh, Eastern time zone. So that I feel like is a flaw of a potential flaw. I mean, I don't even want to say like the other things that could go wrong. So I don't want to put it out there into the universe. Well, that but is just like your typical maintenance issues or, you know, I I don't maybe I made this up in my head, but I think Pinsky trucks are typically newer than U-Haul trucks. Okay. So I think we have a better chance of getting a a better vehicle. Uh-huh. And you know, hopefully I can maneuver that thing. Let's hope. I mean, we're gonna have to pack snacks and like only stop at rest stops. Rest yeah. I think. Like I don't wanna 
I try to park that thing in a McDonald's. You want to take it through the Chick-fil-A <laughs> drive through or something? <laughs> Maybe if it's like backed up to a shopping center or something, you could park it like in the Walmart parking lot and you mm-hmm. can walk to Chick-fil-A is the only thing I can think of. But yeah, I don't want to overcomplicate this. I really didn't even think about that. So that is something to consider. We're going to have to pack snacks. Snacks. We can do that a little cooler. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think it'll work out well. We're going to fly back on Father's Day, so that'll be nice to see both of our dads before we permanently get our butts down there. Yay. I guess that kind of leads into our farewell tours, and that's just the best <laughs> name that we could come up with. But we have started going to see family. We saw both of Brendan's grandparents this weekend, um, friends, just different things like that. I've said goodbye to my school and my coworkers that I've been with for the past four years. So we're really just, I guess, I don't know, seeing everyone one last time before we move. And then like Brendan mentioned, we have some must do or want to do things before leaving Nashville. Yeah. So hot chicken is probably the biggest one. I must get Hattie B's hot chicken before I leave. And luckily, Nashville is starting to open everything back up. Um, Their county was kind of the last in the Middle Tennessee area to start opening things back up. But I think we're in the clear that we should be good to go there. We can at least get takeout. For sure. So Hattie B's, your sister wants to go to a local place called Demas's. Mm-hmm. Any Nashville people would know that. Um, I don't know if I have any other like restaurants that really stand out to me. Hmm, I'm trying to think. I've been really wanting to go to like a local ice cream shop. That's on my list. Local ice cream. Oh, like the creamery? Yeah. Oh, I thought you were saying just a local ice cream shop. I didn't know you were talking about a specific one. I've only talked about it for the past two weeks. So if you don't know what specific one, then that's an issue. Um, yeah, nothing really. I'm more excited for the food in Florida than I am for anything here. We've been watching a lot of YouTube videos lately about places to go and things to eat. Brendan has joined a lot of Facebook groups. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm not going to get down there and eat at a Oh, Charlie's. We don't even eat Oh, Charlie's here. That's, <laughs> but that's a good example. Like, I don't want to chain once we get down there. Like, we got to check out all the local spots and Disney food from what's open. And timing is going to work out well because a lot of the Disney resort restaurants are opening up on June 22nd, I believe. Okay. That does give us a good opportunity to move ourselves in and then maybe go have some fun. So I know like Geyser Point is somewhere that I really want to go. I want the bison burger there and to go have drinks there. That's one of my favorite spots on all of property. But then I read that you can't go to any of these resorts unless you are a guest there or you have a reservation. Well, how do you get a reservation to Geyser Point? Hmm. Maybe I wonder if 
it would work if you had a reservation at one of their restaurants and then we just kind of wandered over there. You know, and I'm, like if you're already there. Yeah, but do I really like I want to eat at Geyser Point. I don't want to eat at Whispering Canyon. Oh, well, then that would probably be an issue. So I'm curious on how we can work that out or if that's even going to be possible. I don't know. That's a very good question. Something else that I just thought of is that we did, since we're trying to kind of plan out when family is going to come visit us, just with the timing of everything, we're giving ourselves two weeks to kind of pack and move in into our Florida house. And then we actually invited my parents down to come for Fourth of July. So obviously not much will be going on at Disney over 4th of July. So we didn't really feel a need to be in town. Maybe Universal will do something, but I mean, no fireworks or. Yeah, you can't do anything big. So we decided to go to the beach. First beach trip. First beach trip. Of course, your sister will be with us and that'll be kind of a week or two before she has to go back to work for Disney. So I'm excited. We're going on the Gulf side. Which is our preferred side. Is it though? It's my preferred side. The water's warmer. I don't know if it makes a difference in July, but. Well. Well, the water's calmer. It's calmer. That's true. I'll be, I'll be very interested to see after months or a couple months or a couple years, how often do we go to the beach? Is it normally a weekend trip or is it normally a day trip? And what is our preferred beach? And is it Gulf or Atlantic side? It's a lot of questions. I hope we go frequently. Do you think our dogs would like the beach? See, we've had this discussion a lot between the two of us. I think they would enjoy it. I think Loki would bark a lot, especially seagulls. She's okay with people. She's not good with other animals, which could be an issue. And they're like babies. They put everything in their mouth. So we're scared that they would eat sand. I'm also scared that they would get overheated. Yeah, if if we were to take them, we'd probably have to take them in the winter or in, you know, a time that's not in the middle of the summer. Yeah. Fall, maybe. Then you'd have to go to the Gulf, I feel like. Mm-hmm. To well, be able to get into the water. If we took the dogs, we probably wouldn't let them in the water, would we? Do dogs go in the water? I'm not. I, I don't care about them. I'm saying for <laughs> us. If we take the dogs, it is all about them. No. <laughs> so I don't know. I almost think it sounds like more trouble than it's worth. We oh, just, they'll go. They'll go at least once. <sighs> They're Florida dogs now. We'll see. We did take Louie once to Florida when he was a puppy. A little bitty baby. And we walked him around celebration and he got overheated. He was worn out. He was. It was a little concerning. He was very small. You're you're making it sound like bad pet parents. I don't think anybody accuses us of being bad pet parents. But... um, I'll be interested to see how that goes. All right. So the last thing I want to talk about theme park plants. So universal fully open now. Disney, of course, waiting till July 11th for the first one. Where, what are you thinking? 
our Disney annual passes will be valid for about two months after the park opens. Mm -hmm. How many times do you think we will go during that two months? It's hard to answer because we don't know how the reservation system is going to work. But how many times would you try to go? In the summer, before I go back to school, I mean, I would try to go pretty frequently, I think. I mean, unless we just get down there and it's just suffocatingly hot, which is completely possible. I think based on what we've seen on Universal, that the crowds, we could predict they'll probably be fairly low, you know, especially if they're only letting so many people in the park. I think that's appealing to me just because there are very few opportunities that you go to Disney and the crowds are very low like that. Um, so I think, you know, I want to go fairly frequently if we can. What does a typical visit look like to you? Probably eating something. Um, I guess shows. Have they said if they're going to do shows or not? Like stage shows, like The Lion King. I don't know. I don't remember either. I would assume no. but I was going to say, those are probably out. I mean, maybe just a ride or two. I mean, based off of some of the videos that we've seen of Universal, and I know they could be completely different, but some of those big ticket rides have been really easy to get on. I mean, if we could, let's just say, go to Hollywood Studios eat something yummy. I don't even know what's over there. Tachos, get some tachos, ride Slinky and maybe rise. Tower Terror. I don't know. I mean, that would be a good day. That's all I need. So I do know there's going to be no park hopping. Yeah, which makes sense. So I'm very curious as to how we decide which park we want to go to. We might have to do like a rotation. I, but the whole kicker in this whole thing is how does this reservation system work? And is it even possible for us to pick a day and say, we're going, or is it just, we're going to try to go every day and just see if it lets us in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know. That will be interesting. And then something else that we've even talked about together is once our passes that we have right now expire, do we go ahead and just renew them? Again, it's based kind of off of how the reservations go. Do we just renew automatically or do we wait until things are back to normal just to get the most bang for your buck, basically? So they are not selling any new annual passes right now. But you can renew, right? I believe so, but I've seen some mixed stuff on that i believe they will let you Mm -hmm. however our renewal is kind of weird now because ours actually expired at the end of may we're getting the extension period so hopefully there's not some issue with that i was gonna say the only issue that i could foresee is maybe if we choose not to renew maybe there would be an issue if we chose to renew Or just to buy a new one later. Like, I wonder if they would take a break from it or limit them or I don't know. But that would be a major bummer. 
So the other big thing we've always talked about, Universal, we want to get annual passes there. They are still selling annual passes. Would you get one right now? I would. So you think that's maybe one of the first things we do? I mean, quite possibly. I think we... What video did we watch today? We just watched some video of Universal. The one that we watched was... I mean, it seemed very empty. They got um, reservations. Is that like what they're calling them? Callback times, virtual queue lines. I don't know. For like Hagrid, which definitely appeals to us because we've never done it. I mean, they got those kind of late in the afternoon just when they walked by um, Gringotts. I mean, all the things they have the areas where you can take off your mask. You know, it's not going to be an all day ordeal. But I do think, especially if Disney is going to be hard to access, if Universal is easier to access, I think we would go a lot more. Does that make sense? It does. I I wouldn't be opposed to going to doing that. Maybe one of the first weekends that were there is. Going to Universal, getting our annual pass, and just go as as long as we're comfortable. Mm-hmm. We don't. I don't know if that's four hours, two hours. Because at that point, I feel like there's no pressure. You know, you don't have to feel like it would be different if we just decided to kind of wing it and just buy like a one day ticket. Because then. I would feel more inclined to have to stay to get my money's worth. But if we knew that we wanted annual passes and we wanted to just go to check it out and to maybe, you know, take advantage of a virtual queue kind of situation. I mean, I don't think, I don't think it'd be bad. Do you think they'll let you leave and stay in the virtual queue? Mm. Cause top golf is really close to there too. Oh my goodness. You could <laughs> go in, get in a virtual queue for Hagrid's. And then go play a round of Top Golf, and then come back. Do you have to wear masks at Top Top Golf? I think you have to wear them up until you get to your bay, hmm. and they're only doing every other bay. Mm-hmm. And of course, they're sanitizing the clubs and the balls and everything. But they're still doing food and beverage service. That and for anybody who doesn't know, Top Golf has excellent food. We are. This took a weird turn, but we're big fans of Top Golf. <laughs> I would be down to do that if that's an option, like just to, you know, get a little break. But anyway, I there's no reservation system, at least based on these very few days that it's been open. It does not look like they're going to be turning people away, that they're not reaching that capacity limit on a daily basis. To me. Just like the the stress level of going there would be so much lower than if you get the reservation at Disney. I almost feel like you would feel guilty if you go in. And you don't stay long. And you don't stay long. I would feel bad that if there was someone else who wanted to go Mm -hmm. that, you know, maybe they weren't staying on site because they couldn't afford it. But they have these tickets that they want to use. I would almost feel bad if I take a reservation spot. It's going to be more psychological <laughs> for us. And I get that because we even talked about, we feel like one of the reasons that they're probably, and this is just us theorizing, but one of the reasons that they're probably limiting reservations is because they don't just want people like us to just book them all and then not go, you know, like locals. 
as in people like us, because we'll be locals. (laughs) So I, I don't know. I would I am perfectly fine going to Disney Springs pretty often. Like I a perfect Disney day for me would include going to Hangar Bar and just walking around Disney Springs. Mm-hmm. I would really, really love it if they are letting outside people into the resorts. Cause that would, we would do that for sure. I think that would be a game changer for us because we do enjoy the resorts and especially the bars and the restaurants that would keep us at Disney over universal. Yeah. But if you can't get onto the resort properties, unless you're staying there, or if you have a reservation, which we might make some reservations, like if an Ohana is easy to get. Oh yeah. We're snatching that. But if it's, if it's a hassle, it might just be universal for a while. And I am probably pretty okay with that. Well, we're definitely excited for it just because we haven't been in. I mean, I haven't been in at least, oh my God, eight. Has it been eight years? I haven't been in nine years. You've been a lot more recently. Maybe you like and seven. I, you and I went together in 2011. Mm-hmm. I, I've never been to Diagon Alley. I've only been to Hogsmeade, so I've never mm-hmm. done Gringotts. I've only done Forbidden Journey. Mm-hmm. I would have a blast just going to explore it. I mean, and then, you know, eventually the Jurassic World roller coaster is going to open up. I think. There's just a lot of new. It would it would be somewhere that would keep our interest, I think, for at least a year. So I I would think the annual pass is worth it. I agree. Let's do it. <laughs> We're not very hard to convince. Anywhere else. That we want to check out. So there is a water park connected to the Margaritaville Resort, which mm-hmm. is kind of in like a semi area. And they're running a special through the end of June for $60 annual passes. It's called H2O Live. We've looked at it. Yeah, it's kind of a lame theme because it's all social media themed. So it's like hashtag falls and I don't know. Like selfie something. Yeah, it's all super goofy. But we've thought about it just because we're super interested in Volcano Bay. Again, we've never done it and it just seems really fun. But with the annual passes at the level that we would probably get, you can't go into the water park until like four o'clock, which seems so ridiculous. So I think that's that's a high contender on our possibility list. H2O Live. We're mostly just interested in the Lazy River and the adult only pool with a bar. <laughs> a big question and I don't know, maybe this says a lot about us. A big question that we have that we could not find in their official rules are, can you take drinks into the Lazy River? <laughs> that, that does sad? say a lot about us. <laughs> is that sad? It is sad, but also something that they should advertise. Just like a yes or no. Yeah. I would imagine it's no. It's probably a no. But who knows? Well, we're big fans of all Lazy Rivers. So I don't know. This is a very long winded way of saying that I'm not going to be too 
too terribly upset if we don't go to Disney all the time at the very beginning. I think there's enough other things to keep us interested. I mean, we're going to want to explore just Central Florida itself as far as restaurants and parks and things like that, that we that's going to keep our interest. Oh, yeah. I mean, I was going to mention that even just with restaurants. I mean, and you kind of mentioned it earlier, but we already have a running list of things that we want to do. And they have farmers markets and they have, you know, walking trails and, you know, we're going to see gators and all these other just little things that will be cheaper ways of entertaining us, too, that we're excited for. Bikes, we we might get bikes. And we can always go to the beach. And you can always fall back that in an hour and a half, you can be at either beach. Which is mind boggling. (laughs) You can't believe it? No, no, I'm really excited. That's one of the first purchases I want to make when we get down there is like some good beach gear. I obviously need an umbrella because I'm not sitting out in the sun. You want to get like your own little cabana type of thing. Well... I mean, Cabana-esque, canopy, cabana just sounds more festive. Yeah, something like that. So if anyone has any recommendations, that would be great. But if I'm in the shade, I will sit on the beach all day long. Mm-hmm. If I'm in the sun, I'm probably going to complain pretty quickly. A lot, yeah. It'd be frequent. We need one of those little um, like wagons with the wheels that are good for sand. We can make that happen. Mm-hmm. We're getting carried away. We are. But I don't know. Anything else that you want to mention on Disney? Like what if you the first day you get a reservation, which park do you want to go to? Ooh. We've talked about Magic Kingdom just for the sentimentality of like we're in Florida. This is our home and that's where we'd want to be. So I guess I'm going to go Magic Kingdom final answer. <laughs> if you had to, okay, let, quick game, rank them. As far as where I'd want to go first, second. Oh, goodness. You just put me on the spot. Well, I already said Magic Kingdom first. Yep. I'm going to go Hollywood Studios second. I'm going to go Animal Kingdom and then Epcot. My list is similar, except Epcot is third for me and Animal Kingdom is fourth. Hmm. Animal Kingdom doesn't. I mean, I guess Flight of Passage is appealing. I just love being there. Yeah, but it's already like the hottest place on the planet. I know it is. But there's shade. (laughs) I don't know. That's that's the only thing I can think of. There's some really good food there that I'm kind of wanting. But I do think Magic Kingdom has to be first. I think it has to be. How it welcomes it welcomes you back. How do you think you're going to feel differently walking in and seeing the castle as a local? I'm definitely going to cry. Like, I'm going to cry thinking about it right now. I'm so excited. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's going to be just surreal. Just like thinking about how the beach is going to be an hour and a half away. I mean, it's just surreal. Because I think every time we've been there, obviously, we've been in vacation mode. Mm -hmm. And this will be the first time where 
we might leave and stop at Publix on the way home. And I think it's just going to be a very surreal feeling of knowing how close it is. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just going to be a different feeling of you leave and you don't have that kind of like, oh, man, like we're leaving tomorrow. We have to go back to Tennessee. But it's more like, hey, we're leaving today. But, you know, on Friday, we're going to go to Animal Kingdom. Hooray. You know, there's always like it's so much closer to look forward to. So I hope we hang on to that. Like, I hope it never gets old. All right. Last thing. The number one question that I feel like always gets brought up whenever you talk about moving to Disney. Do you think it'll kill the magic? Absolutely not. And I honestly, I think if it ever does, I think we'll leave. Leave Florida? Yeah. Because to me, that would be heartbreaking. Don't you think? I do, but I, I've almost never let my mind go there because I just can't imagine that it will kill the magic for us. No, I agree. I'm very much in in that camp where I don't think there's anything we could ever do to not think that Disney World is the most magical place in the whole entire world. So I don't foresee that happening. But I'm just saying if we ever got to that point, you know, five years, seven years, 10 years, I don't know. If we ever got to that point where we're just like, oh, my gosh, like tourists or something like it's terrible. I feel like we'd have to leave. You know where we'd go? Nashville? No. <laughs> I don't know. Disneyland. I do. <laughs> <laughs> no, we can't afford it there. Yeah, I, I'm i sure there will be things that annoy us. I can I can go ahead and tell you it's going to annoy me going to Magic Kingdom and having to park on the other side of the lake and take the monorail or the boat. Yeah. Especially because the other three parks, it is so easy to get to them. Mm -hmm. So there's going to be little nuances, annoyances. I guess that's the right word like that, that pop up. But I do think that we, we, we had already started this trend, even in our vacations of there's so much more than the parks that you can do. You can go sit in the Wilderness Lodge lobby for a couple hours and be perfectly content. You can go to Animal Kingdom Lodge mm -hmm. and be perfectly content and get that feeling that you get in the parks. So I think we'll just find creative ways to continue exploring those and we'll probably go in different waves and and we'll just we'll I think consume the park differently too I mean we've talked to other locals and just like so many people like we can go to you know a good example is we can go to Animal Kingdom and just get a coffee and just sit by the tree of life and just like relax like we would just grabbing a cup of coffee you know, here at a local place, you know, and instead of like running to go somewhere, we can just kind of relax and maybe walk on the trails and do little things that we would just brush off. Yeah, it's weird to think about. It. I feel like our whole pace of life is going to slow down. I sure hope so. Nashville has a very slow pace. I'm sure of any of our northern friends those, they're probably laughing at us. They're probably laughing, <laughs> like even thinking that Nashville is somewhat fast. 
But there is a feeling, you know, like one of the most, uh, one of the things that we do most often in Nashville is go to sporting events. So we go to Titans games and we go to Predators games. We're not going to do that in Orlando. I don't foresee we'll ever go to a magic game. I hate basketball. I will probably go to probably one or two Tampa Bay Rays games a year. We want to go to the Lightning games. We'll we'll go to the Lightning when the Predators visit. Maybe go to Miami when the Predators play the... We could go to Miami City Baseball too. Anyway, football is probably something... It's just so expensive. I don't foresee us going to see the Buccaneers or the Jaguars or the Dolphins. Not unless your parents pay for it. (laughs) I mean, the Titans do play the Jaguars every year. Yeah. So maybe if like the Titans are really, really good one year, like this year, I mean, they're... But but honestly, I would almost rather use that money to fly back to Nashville and see them at home. To me, that seems like a more enjoyable experience. But that's kind of beyond the point. Yeah. So I think... Right now, sports are a big source of our entertainment. And I think Disney is going to replace a lot of that. Mm-hmm. And I'm that's an exchange that I'm happy about. Mm-hmm. Well, we say and we joke about it and we tell people that we always say that we're moving down to retire. Like, that's like our mindset. Obviously, we're not. I am still teaching and Brendan's still going to be working, but that's... Like how we feel, like we feel like we're just moving down and we're going to relax and we're going to have a good time. I'm going to play golf. How many times a week? I'm going to take golf lessons, right? Okay. I'm just, I know we've said it a thousand times, but I'm just overjoyed. Yes. And we're so happy that you guys have followed along and that so many of you have reached out because... It's fun to talk about. And so many of you are planning on doing this. And that makes us excited. So many of you are like weeks away from doing it. And some say, hey, I have a five year plan. And that is so awesome to hear because this has always been is probably a two year plan for us to really cement it like this is happening. It's not just a pipe dream. These are the steps that we can take to make this happen. And it's so exciting to hear other people planning to do the same thing. It, it honestly, one of the biggest fears that we've had is how we're going to make friends down there. And it's true. Yeah. And I think these interactions that we've had have solidified that it is going to be so easy to make friends. That will be okay. We won't just be like hermits <laughs> together. You don't want to just be friends with me. I mean, we spend a lot of time together. It'd be nice to branch out. But um, yeah, if it's something on your radar, I'd love to hear about it. I love having those conversations. Then tell me what your timeline is. Where are you looking at going? I'm not trying to be nosy. I just like those conversations. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I'll share our experiences, anything that you want to know about it. So this has been a fun episode. Yeah, it's always fun. It's more, I think it's therapeutic for us to talk about it and it hypes us up even more. It does. We're each other's best hype men when it comes to moving to Disney. Yep. So this will probably be the last, maybe the last diary entry before we move. Before we take the plunge. Maybe one down. Maybe one more. If we have time. Things are going to start getting real crazy here in, in our house. So 
the mics will probably be one of the last things to pack up, but it's a little iffy. <laughs> yep. So if we missed an episode, please forgive us, but we'll try to do our, our goal best. is to not, but we'll see. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening and thank you for joining us. This has been a blast and we hope you enjoyed it as well. We will be back on Wednesday. So please subscribe so you get that notification as soon as we upload our storytelling episode on Slinky Dog Dash. What do you have to say about Slinky Dog Dash, Catherine? Hot dog. Yeah. Hot dog. All right. Talk to you guys on Wednesday. Thank you for listening to Detour to Neverland. Subscribe to the show and leave a review to help more people find us. Follow us on Instagram at Detour to Neverland underscore podcast to see our pictures from the parks. See you real soon.